Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Northampton Chronicles Talk. My name is Jack Hudson. And I'm Hannah Phillips. And our guest this week was Nelly Rodriguez, who took a very interesting route into the world of journalism. She was like, she trained as a, as a primary school teacher. She graduated in 2015 and went into being a primary school teacher and then has worked pretty much everywhere. So she was a freelancer, worked for the BBC, Channel yeah. 4, Channel 5, ITV. Am I missing any? Uh, Channel 4, Channel 5, Netflix. Netflix. Various brands, Nike, Adidas. Uh, there was a bit of music production in there as well, indie, indie music production. All sorts, really. So she's a very, very busy lady. It was actually really interesting, to be fair. I thought it was a very good I listen. I thought it was good too, to be fair. I was, I was, to be honest, freelancing is something that I don't really know awful lots about, to be fair. Is it something that you'd be tempted to go into? Um, Really, like, I have thought about it now and then. Like, it is, it is an option to go into because it doesn't restrict you into one, like, area or even company. You can basically choose what you want to do and, and what you want to write about speak about anything really yeah definitely i think the thing for me is i've, I've always looked you know how sporty i am i'm so based around sports yeah. and stuff but i think listening to a, a great freelancer like nelly i think she gave us a great insight into the world of freelancing and and how sort of nip and tuck it can be like yeah. sometimes you're so you, you can be so busy sometimes you can be so quiet like i think it was it was really really interesting so so our wonderful lecture kate led us into nelly talking about what she's been up to over the last year and my God, has she been busy? She has, she has. She's working two jobs at the same time, I think she said. Yeah, what was it? It was a primary school teacher and a freelance at the same time. Freelancing, yeah, so yeah. Two incredibly stressful jobs. I've got to ask you, could you do that? Because I, I certainly couldn't. I could not. I don't have the patience for that kind of thing. It's, I, I just couldn't deal with having a day full of annoying little kids running around you. One day. It'd That's be what I mean, day. every day, absolutely. <laughs> Never mind that. And, uh, yeah, and then going into a freelance job after that, like that would just be... Well, so no, at sure. the same time, it'd be at the same time doing it all. That's what. Uh, no, stress. I, I can't even get my head around it. That's <laughs> mental. Lost for words. So Nelly was working for some pretty big brand names like ASOS and Lush, heading to events all across the queue. Let's try that again. All across the country. Uh, she quit her job as a teacher and secured herself a job at ITV at the start of this year, which is a big job, to uh, say the least. Yeah, it's crazy. Something crazy I'd love stuff. to do. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing that I took a lot from what she was speaking about was how she, like, when she first was getting into it and stuff, she was talking about how, like, she spoke to a lot of influencers and just basically asked them for a collaboration and stuff. Yeah, which is like, she she really put herself forward, I think. She 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 went, she saw opportunities, like, going to events and stuff, and she she put herself in that position to be able to get those opportunities and, be, and obviously eventually work for ITV, and I think that's pretty cool. I think the thing for me is, is it like a, a massively courageous thing to do is just to go up to these these influencers and be like, help. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't be able to do that for sure. So uh, she also mentioned how she met Asif Kapadia on a one-on-one, which is he's a massive director. He's famous for directing stuff like Amy, uh, Diego Maradona, some of my personal favourites, Senna, and obviously Oasis Supersonic. Literally lost count of times I watched yeah. that. Is quality. But I think she used the word reaffirming in reference to meeting a director of like his calibre. I've just got to ask you, uh, obviously ITV offered that to her. Yep. Obviously, in our wonderful cron store, we get to speak to people such as Nelly. How important do you find them? Because I, personally, I think they're massive to, to us. It's invaluable. You can't really put a, a, a price on like how much, ex- not experience, what's the word? Um, um, information you can get out of these people. They've had real life experience in the industry. They they've been in it for years and they 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 give us really really important like information and and how we can progress in our future as well 
Yeah, def- I think hearing stories such as meeting someone as as high up as Asif Kapadia, like I think for me that's really inspiring to want to get there to that level. And yeah, like, yeah, right, totally. I want to do that kind of thing. So as well as Asif Kapadia, she also met people such as Jon Snow. I don't really think he needs an introduction of who he is. Um, she also met loads of other people in the industry, but uh, she met these people through an agency called Creative Access, she was mentioning, yeah. an agency specialising in uh, getting some great opportunities for people from like BAME backgrounds. I was going to ask you, Hannah, uh, how important do you feel these agencies are? They're pretty good. I mean, they, they offer like good opportunities for journalists and, and people trying to get into that kind of industry or a media media working role. And uh, yeah, no, they, they they seem to be able to help a lot of people because it's not easy getting in sometimes, especially with the big companies. So yeah, yeah, def- I think I was just going to add on to that. I think with the big companies, definitely, it's, it is an awful lot more difficult to get in. We'll just quickly listen to a short clip from Nelly's Chronicles talk where she was on the topic of us students being Gen Z. I I remember like my first month, I taught someone how to use Control C, Control V, and they're like the head of like a massive division in TV production. I was like, I've just come and taught you something that I've known since I was a child, um, which is amazing. And we are, so you guys are like 18, 21. So you are like Gen Zs and Gen Zs are like killing it right now. You guys have TikTok. Um, there are jobs out there for like TikTok content managers going for like 30,000. And that's all from just an app. That's one app you have. Um, Facebook, you have Twitter, you have Tumblr, you have Instagram, like these are actual viable programs that you could go into. Like if you're good at social media, you own the world basically right now. Like um, nowadays, Instagram is the business card. When you go and meet someone, you don't go, here's my business card. You go, here's my Instagram. And it is a good way of like interactively seeing like your content and introducing your, your yourself basically. And that's basically all I've done. I've not been like handing out CVs. I've just been going to events and meeting people and they're like, I'm gonna put you in contact with this person or uh, let me take a look at your Instagram and then they get in touch with you through your Instagram. So a very interesting point there from Nelly. Um, I think this is gonna be a generation where we will see the sort of classic paper CV go out the window. Yeah. Um, we've grown up around social media becoming huge. I remember like when we were what, probably eight nine yeah ten, ten years old I mean. something like stuff that was just, <laughs> yeah, stuff was just starting and then um i was just gonna ask you how important do you feel having sort of like an instagram cv is if you know what i mean it's important it doesn't matter what where you go what you do if you go apply for a job they're gonna look you up online and the first thing that's gonna come up against your name is your social medias and everything they're gonna look at what you post and how you present yourself to the rest of the world so yeah it is it's extremely important yeah uh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, one thing I've done is uh, throughout the three years of being here at uni is I've made sort of a, another Twitter, so like a professional one. So I'll keep a sort of personal one for stuff yeah, with yeah. mates and family and stuff and all the ones where we're out and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I've kept like a professional one as professional as it could be kind of thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, one thing that I can't really, I, I, I use it, but TikTok. I think TikTok has only been about what? Because it used to be, uh, what was it? Was it Musical.ly? Musical.ly, wasn't I it? think, yeah, 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 it was Musical.ly. And then it has just exploded. It, and it's so yeah. big. It, co- it creates a lot of opportunities for young people, I think. The the fact that you can get paid on the app is a massive, like, attraction point. So if you're, if you're able to go viral and you're able to, if you've got these ideas that you know people are going to consume the, the, the product you're putting out on that platform, then, yeah, it's, 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 it's good for, for a lot of people like young people our age to make money in a different way 
Yeah, def- I think um, one thing as well is I, I nearly mentioned earlier on in the podcast is you can actually be like a you can work as like a TikTok manager yeah. kind of thing and and work as their social stuff. So like um, an example I'll give is I, I know a guy from home who was uh, Vincent Companies who used yeah. to play for City. He was in charge of all his socials and stuff. So he'd basically pay him a, a wad of cash every year. It was a, it was a very decent amount of money yeah. to control all his social media and stuff. And it is just shows the kind of time we live in at the moment is it does. I mean, how there's, much easier it is there's even this like uh, a TikTok house somewhere in the UK where a bunch of like 18 year olds are like their parents have allowed them to go I think they may even be under 18 but their parents have allowed them to live there and it's like a massive mansion and obviously like the aesthetic is like so that in their videos they c- they're able to go viral and they have like the the background and the, the whereabouts and they got all the money and everything which obviously is a big attraction for like consumers and people watching the videos I'd like to see that kind of thing yeah. yeah is that is, is that a wave house one it's yeah it's literally yeah. like huge it's like a 30 it's acre site it's huge it's a mansion yeah so moving on from that i think there's one thing in the entire cron talk that stood out to me massively no one's going to advocate for you as much as you should you should be your own biggest advocate you should be screaming like i can do this as soon as you get a skill you fine tune it okay, we have basic, a basic skill in camera training, great. You put that out there and you start going for it, going for it, going for it until you fine tune it and you can say, I've done it. I think that for me was a very inspiring quote from Nelly. I think that like the connotations from that, just that little 10 second quote is saying to me personally that if you want it, you've got to show that you want it and you've got to really show yourself off to those potentially players as being that perfect candidate for the job. Yeah, no, there was something that uh, one of our lecturers was telling us the other day, and it was um, that there's a big difference with, like, UK students and, and US students. She was talking about, like, the confidence and how we sell ourselves. And British uh, British students or people tend to not want to, to seem like bragging, but it's the opposite. We need to do more of that to be able to showcase your actual abilities, because how is anyone going to know unless you try? Yeah, I think definitely, I think it, it is something that... I get a bit nervous about doing. I'll be honest. It's like I don't want to sound like I'm showing off. Yeah, you don't want to sound like you're bragging. Exactly. I think it's it's something that we definitely need to sort of start getting in a lot more. But I think something like that, a quote like that, is something I'll definitely be using to go forward and inspire me into doing the best I can do. Really. Hundred percent. So as the podcast went on, um, she mentioned about how important news days were, and and personally, news days is something that I thoroughly enjoy. Like I really enjoy the whole sort of mock Newsday kind of thing. I think it's it's a great way to learn and I, I was just going to see how important do you find them yourself? I used to hate them. I won't lie. When I, when I, when I was in first year, uh, they were the worst. But I started seeing how uh, useful all the skills we were learning were. Like, as Nelly mentioned, going out to Vox Pop. That was something I could not stand doing. I am awkward. I couldn't talk to anyone. I'd find it even strange to approach people to even ask them a question which sounds really like mundane but it's it is quite intimidating but yeah no now they're great i i see all the benefits that like the practical skills give you yeah i think that's probably where i have a slight because i think vox pops for me they weren't awful i mean i didn't i didn't love them don't yeah. get me wrong but i think they, they weren't something i found too difficult i think it's probably just says a bit about me really yeah how much, how much <laughs> i chat um, but no, yeah, I think news days for me is the most enjoyable part of a week. I think here in uni, I think it's uh, it's a very long day. Don't get me wrong, and by the yeah. end of it, you can want to rip your hair out. But I think <laughs> just learning on the spot, yeah. learning, it, just it's just really good. We're just going to take a listen to Nelly once again and how important being fully prepared for the worst is. Anything could literally happen. You could 
lose an SD card and then everything is gone. So what have you done to prepare for that, for that loss? What have you done? Have you backed it up? Like you need to be on top of basically just prepare for the worst. Is a battery charged? Is your SD card corrupted? Have you done enough content? Have you split it? Um, we just did a shoot at the Natural History Museum and um, we had an issue with an SD card. Like um, we, no, the issue was um, they were locking up and we had to transfer everything from an SD card to a drive to be ingested so we can actually go out and be edited. And we were like scared that the, the data would corrupt and like those sorts of things. Like you need to get more of a technical aspect, um, but also the longevity, like you need to be prepared. Like you're gonna be bored, but you need to like find out how you can refocus yourself. And that's really important. So another great clip from Nelly there. Now, preparation. How are you ensuring you're prepared? Um, I think any of our lecturers will tell you that if you when it comes to me, it, it's not it's not the best time. I'm really not that great at it. <laughs> but once I realise that I do need to get my stuff together, I try and do it the next time. I do try and take that lesson and realise that I don't want that to happen again. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, preparation over time has got a bit. I would say better, not not <laughs> not more like. I'm a very sort of, I've, I've been a last minute person all my life. Yeah, really. It's same. something I've always been bad at doing. But I think as the three years have progressed, they sort mm. of hit me a lot more going like, right, I need to be prepared. I need to make sure I've got an SD card with me. I need to make sure I've got everything's taken out, make sure edit suites are booked and stuff. Things are charged, the rest of it, or yeah. the amount of times I've like completely forgot to charge a camera or yep. I've left my, um, what's it called? Our drive, I left my hard drive at home. Yeah. Like, it's just so many silly mistakes. Like that. But I think what Nelly was saying there was, like, how important it is to be prepared. I think I think preparation is something that definitely comes a bit more with, with almost age and maturity. Yeah. I think maturity over, over the three years for myself personally is something that's, that's coming. <laughs> I, it, I don't get yeah. me wrong, I, I'm going on 21, so I'm still not 100% mature, but <laughs> I'm getting there. And I think that something that Nelly's just said is something that I can find very inspiring to go, like, right, come on, stop 100%. messing around now. And I think... I'm getting a bit of a kick up the proverbial from, uh, <laughs> from the lecturers just making sure that I'm actually prepared. So. This is where we're going to leave episode 37 of the Northampton Chronicles podcast. It was great to listen to Nelly Rodriguez. It uh, really was, I was yeah. just going to say, so what would you take from that the most? Preparation is key, and I will never, ever forget that. need to always be prepared. Yeah, def- I think preparation is something I'll definitely take from it. But I think the quote that she said, the little 10-second one, just I found it so inspiring. Yeah. I can definitely just users as going forward really and i think also mentioned about news days something massive um but yeah nelly great freelancer somehow managed to work two jobs at a time like <laughs> superwoman that's what i mean just really really inspiring so i'd just like to say thank you very much for listening to episode 37 of the northampton chronicles talk and we will see you all again next week <laughs>